All right, man. I I feel like I need to. I'm gonna start typing these intros out just so it's easier for me. to the show <laughs> today we're gonna hear about <laughs> man all right welcome back to another installment of la ventanita podcast you are joining your hosts Bro, today. that sounded hilarious welcome back <laughs> what, what am i supposed i'll say i'll change it up every time i'm gonna put, i'm gonna that's gonna be my thing now put a little bass in your voice and be like what's up Man, I wish I had a little bit of bass in my voice. <laughs> Just a little bit more. Just, Just a little, little bit. bit more. <laughs> I wish I was a little bit taller. <laughs> That's an old school song. Yeah, man. Well, welcome back to all of our listeners. Thank you for joining us for another episode, another installment of La Ventanita Podcast. My name is Joshua Sa, and I am joined by the Bishop Jeremy Barahona of West Palm Beach, and we are your co-hosts. Uh, here we are giving a window, una ventanita, into the church planting journey of Jeremy as he is navigating different uh, tensions and realities of church planting and ministry, uh, but we also give away food for thought. Yeah, you made me sound really like self-centered. <laughs> Jeremy's <laughs> church planting journey. It's okay, though. Because I don't but, have no other core team member with me right now. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the light West Palm Beach. We'll we'll get to uh, Jeremy Barona Ministries International. I got you. Well, for, for our listeners, if you're listening for the first time, this is a little bit about what you can expect. Uh, Jeremy and I have a very strong friendship and relationship, and this is just a way that we can um, stay connected, but also uh, just to, to talk about some of the things that uh, Jeremy is uh, experiencing and processing in his church planting journey. So we're going to jump right into our episode. Uh, but first, we're going to enter our first segment called uh, Evos. Jeremy, give us a little bit of updates, man, since our last episode. Uh, what's What's been going on with you? What's been going on with uh, the Light West Palm Beach, the core team? Yeah, so so personally, one of, one of the most beautiful things that's happened in my personal life. It might seem small to you mm-hmm. and to our listeners, but it was big for me. Was uh, my my daughter got her earrings Whoa. finally? So it was special for me because I'm like, man, my baby's getting bigger. She looks like a little girl. She doesn't look like a little baby, even though she's uh, one years old. But uh-huh. I don't know. She looks older than most one year olds I know. Uh-huh. So that's been super super cool to see. Yeah, man. Your baby girl's getting big. She's she growing is. up too fast, man. Too fast. Too fast, man. Too fast. It's crazy. But as I think about that, man, it, it makes me think about the church plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard this before that that church planting is sort of like raising a baby. Yeah. And I do see the similarities in that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a growth process. It's a learning process. You're teaching people. Um 
new frameworks. That's one of my favorite words. Yes. New paradigms. <laughs> Dropping dimes. Dropping rhymes all the time. Let's so go. that we can shine because we are the light, not in the lime. But we eat limes. <laughs> Bars. 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 Those those are off the dome, off the cuff. Yeah. Don't don't but, mess with the bishop. No, but in all seriousness, I think as we transition to our next seg- segment, La Plena, mm-hmm. and one of the things that we've been kind of adjusting to um, is this idea of forming new friendships. Yeah. Um, and in and, and the first episode, we talked about how really this season we want to focus on um, this this kind of story of adaptation. Um, in many ways, that's been that's been this journey as we as we church plant came from Chicago um, a year and some change ago. Mm-hmm. And we just been adapting ever since. And we want to kind of chronicle what kinds of things we needed to adapt to. And as I was thinking about this second episode or third episode, I don't know what episode we're on. We're episode three. Episode three. I've been thinking about just friendships. Um, mm. So for me, as you know, um, I was in Chicago for 13 years, pretty much from age 19 um, mm-hmm. to age 32. Wow. Um, so I pretty much lived my whole adult life in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And none of my family lived in Chicago, my biological family. Everybody lived here in Florida. Uh, so while I was over there, my friends became my family. Uh, my spiritual family really became kind of like my biological family in some ways. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know if that made sense. I guess I meant to say that my spiritual family really took different kinds of roles yeah. um, that, that meant a lot in my life. And ever since being back, as DJ Khaled says, I changed <laughs> a lot. <laughs> You know, I think coming into a situation, a neighborhood where practically nobody knows you, you know, yeah. it's almost like you it's almost like you feel kind of like when you first get on the basketball court, you've never played at uh-huh. and you're just like hoping somebody will pick you up. Right. But, you know, like everybody knows each other there. Uh-huh. And you're just kind of waiting to be accepted. That's the way it feels like to at least for us as far yeah. like, to to church plant in this community is like yeah. man will this person accept me mm-hmm. you know as a friend and i mean I, I don't think there's any shame in saying yo we need we need community we need yeah. friends yeah um so, so but then the other the other side too is i think sometimes um Christians in general, like this happened to us when we first moved mm-hmm. um, by multiple people. I'm not pointing out anybody, but like by multiple people, multiple people it's like, yo, you got to get in community. You got to be friends with blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, I don't even, I don't even know you like that. So that's like the other, yeah. extreme, and right? Where like uh-huh. you almost kind of force things and that's not, right. that's not cool either. Right. It's, it's hard to like develop authentic community relationship when there's nothing existent there, you almost have like, like you almost have to start all over in making those initial conversations. Like, Hey, I'm Jeremy. I'm relocating from Chicago. Would love to get to know you type of thing. Right. Um, so I, and I like in the way that you, you put it in like, like basketball terms. Cause I think that's, it almost seems like that's your actual reality is you're stepping onto a new court. You don't really know everybody. Everybody else has, pre-existing relationships 
And for a lot of times for people who are entering into a new setting, they almost have to prove themselves, right? Right, right. And so you're like you're 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 in to keep going with this basketball illustration, you're demanding for the ball to show like, hey, I can hoop. I can hold my own. You're not going to punk me. And right. a lot of times that kind of starts those relationships. So you're almost having to, like in, in your reality of church planting, you're almost having to reestablish yourself um, and prove that you're about it. About what? You it's said a- that real gangster. <laughs> What are you talking about now, Josh? What did you do last week, bro? <laughs> you as you're letting me hear this all What did you prove in Chicago, bro? Nothing. Bro, I know people. I'm gonna have to make a few phone calls and just ask them what you prove yourself. Oh. What gang did you join, bro? Nah. Oh, but like some of the things that we've yeah. we've we've talked about previous episodes and even the last season, as you're building relationships with people in the community, you're, you're trying to show them like, Hey, we care about the things that are, are like, that are, that concern you. Like, we're not just here to exploit you for, for money, or we're not here to exploit you for, for property or for clout. It's like you, you, you want to get your hands and feet dirty in doing life with people in the community. Right. Right. And I I think, it's crazy too because at least for 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 me and my wife what we've noticed is that we also need to receive from our community too yeah to keep us from i guess like exploiting people and being like yo we reached so many other people like I, i've just noticed man we've just needed in some ways to be sustained by the people that receive us yeah in, in a variety of ways i think that that's biblical right like uh what is it luke 10 Mm-hmm. Jesus sends out his disciples two by two, and he says, yo, don't take anything. Mm-hmm. Like, essentially, be sustained by the people that receive you. Yeah. And that, that's that's been our reality. And, and the crazy thing is, like, the people that receive us aren't always like us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an interesting dynamic in and of itself. Yeah. And, and even checks us. Yeah. On that too. So I think I think that like that is something we've had to adapt to as well. Is like how do we become friends with people we probably wouldn't be friends with outside of just living in this neighborhood? But they received us. Yeah. They say what's up to us every morning. They're willing to talk to us. They're not like afraid that we're pastors. They're 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 not looking at us weird. Uh huh. You know anymore at least. You know like those those are the things that we've yeah we've had to kind of learn. Yeah, man, that that makes me wonder, uh, how did you how did you how do you navigate that tension? Because um, I think the question the, the question that's here is something that a lot of pastors and leaders, um, they wrestle with. Um, I think a lot of times the passage that comes to mind is, you know, to not to not be of the world, but in it. Um, so it all it almost kind of creates the separation right between pastors and and leaders and um you know wanting to do relationship with people who uh aren't Christ followers who aren't uh believers in Jesus Christ so how have you, how did you have to deal with or how did you navigate that tension um in building those relationships and friendships 
Yeah, I think prayer. Honestly, uh-huh. man, just prayer. <laughs> um, because I think that that's that's a t- I remember one time I was talking to a friend of mine here and he's like, "Yo, what do you need the most?" And I'm just like, "Yo, I just need some Christian friends." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "That's kind of strange. Like, why?" Yeah. Or he at least looked at me that way and I was like, "Man, I just feel like I'm around so many people that don't share my faith." That's just to be honest, sometimes that's that's tempting. Yeah. <laughs> when they when they do start receiving us, right? Because like let's just be honest, like they they relate to us. They might rub off yeah. rub, rub off on us. So mm-hmm. I think prayer, yeah, discernment, um, and then maybe even just creating community with people who may not necessarily be doing the work with us, but in the same kind of line of work. Yeah. But in our same area. Yeah. In a yeah. different place. Yeah. Man, I, 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 hmm. so that, that first part you said of being like finding yourself having more friends who are, or being surrounded by people who are not believers. I feel like that's often not the case. Majority of the time, not the case for, Christian people in general. Uh, I, I think there's something beautiful about surrounding yourself with people who share similar convictions and belief. Um, and I, I do recognize that there is an importance to that, um, to for the sake of encouragement, uh, for the sake of, you know, yeah, just uplifting each other, praying for one another. Um, but oftentimes that comes at the expense of like not having any sort of connection with people who aren't believers. Um, and if we're, if we're called to make disciples, if we're called to seek and save the lost and we can't identify or find people in our circles who are not believers, I think that's an issue. Right. I, I think that like your, while it is something that we can be praying for that, you know, that God brings people who are also believers and like-minded to surround you. I think that's something that we can also envy that you're in a unique position where you're with people who aren't believers and you have access to people in ways that we don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, I think that's a beautiful thing. I guess I haven't thought about it that way recently, at least. Um, But it is, man, but it is a tension too. Like I feel like you don't want to be at one extreme yeah. Or the other extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of reminds me of high school, right? Like mm-hmm. I, for me, I, I went to a pretty big high school and I remember like there were friends that I would hang out with during lunch, mm-hmm. courtyard, we're chilling right by the vending machine. Yeah. And outside of school, we we had that kind of connection. We, we were friends, mm-hmm. kind of like brothers. But then I also had other friends that had certain classes with me that we never really hung outside of that class or mm-hmm. those few classes, but we were friends in that class. Yeah. And then when we were walking around and be like, yo, what's up? You know, yeah, that's it. Like, I guess the level of intimacy was different and for, for both mm-hmm. groups. Mm-hmm. And I think at least for me, what I've noticed is I need, I need the, the vending machine friends that I'm hanging out with, uh-huh. To be my Christian brothers, you know, because those are the people that I'm living life with who understand yeah. kind of my, my mission in life, 
mm-hmm. can hold me accountable to certain things. And then there's also, you know, friends that I see in class that I'm, you know, I might not share that level of intimacy like my other friends, but I'm still cool with them. And we yeah. have something in common. Mm-hmm. We have the same class together. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we just need to be discerning about. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's who. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that uh, I, I'm curious to know is, I mean, you, you mentioned that I think certain groups have certain influences on us. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not advocating don't, that. Don't ask me, what did they influence you to do? <laughs> <laughs> I, so something similar. You don't got to disclose that to us. Huh? That's, that's between you and God. <laughs> Well, apparently you got some skeletons in your <laughs> your closet, bro. That's for another time, bro. That's for another time. <laughs> but one of the questions I do have is, um, you know, yeah, those things, I'm not advocating for you to, you know, approve of or even participate in. But how do you how do you um, discern and sit in in those spaces uh, without? you know, giving up or like compromising your own convictions. Yeah. I think about this all the time uh-huh. and I kind of a rule of thumb. This is not like in the Bible in terms of a command. I do think it's, it's modeled, but it's interesting to me that Jesus, he sent out his disciples, Luke 10. Was it uh, Matthew? Is it Matthew? I, I don't know. I'm not going to say the Matthew chapter, but Luke 10, he sends them out two by two. Mm-hmm. So, not because that's necessarily prescriptive in the Bible, but what I've seen modeled in the Bible is if you're going to be in those places with people who don't share your faith, like go in community. So out of that principle that I just have or boundary I have um, is, man, I'm, I'm going to try not to be in those places unless I could be in community. Mm. Um, so that's kind of been a rule of thumb for me and obviously i'm not going to bring christian community in a situation that could compromise their faith right so if if i think it might compromise their faith Mm -hmm. then it probably it's probably going to compromise my own faith yeah at least that's just the way that i think about it when you introduce yourself to people they first see you as pastor before friend um and that's something that we've talked about in your time here in Chicago, something that you've like one of the tensions that you felt inside of yourself is are are those relationships where people view you as friend first before pastor or vice versa. Uh, but now it seems like when you're in Florida, it's more likely now that they see you first as pastor than as friend. So how ha- how has it been different um, in your relationships here in Chicago to uh, West Palm Beach? Um, but also how have you, yeah, have you, how have you navigated that reality that most of the time people now are going to see you first as pastor than instead of a uh, friend first? Yeah, I think giving myself permission to just be myself. Mm. Um, and I don't think, I think that if, if I'm being myself, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to be a friend to you if, yeah. if we click or if, if, if there's something there, you know, um, but I'm also going to be a leader mm-hmm. just because that's who I am, you know? So I, so I think, I think that that's, that's the way to navigate the tension is, yo, I'm just going to be myself. And yeah. 
as I myself, you know, like either you're going to see me as your friend and a leader, mm-hmm. or you're going to see me as just a friend, or you're just going to see me as a leader, mm-hmm. you know, but either way, I think it's just being myself, you know, and that's not always easy. Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, like we could easily slip into trying to prove ourselves yeah. to be like cool, to be yeah. somebody's friend or to be a leader so that we could be accepted as a leader. But mm-hmm. like, I, I just think that, that that just leads to a lot of unhealth in my sure. opinion. So sure. I think it's just being myself. It's kind of like, like I, I remember I, when I was in Chicago, um, <laughs> I, with some of my friends, I, I started to feel like they always felt like, yo, like bring it down on the whole Jesus tip or mm. like, we don't always need to talk about the Bible. Yeah. Like, especially when I became a leader, but I'm like, but you met me that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing something that is new. I don't think, uh-huh. you know, I'm not acting brand new. Right. This, this has been me, mm-hmm. you know, um, don't, don't, don't let the cloth, um, fool you. Not just like, <laughs> Don't let the mantle <laughs> cover your eyes. <laughs> let it just cover my shoulders. <laughs> now nah, I'm just playing. But yeah. So I think I think we just gotta be ourselves, man. Um, one other question I had before we wrap up this episode. Um, what do you feel like has been the hardest thing about friendships and relationships, aside from the fact of like finding them? I, I think, I think, honestly, I think it's the being myself piece. Because hmm. it's easy to slip into always trying to perform in order to gain acceptance from hmm. people that you might admire for whatever reason. Yeah. Right? So, like, I think I think it's just been, for me, just doing that in, internal work of, of just being like, yo, I don't need a pretend I don't need to prove myself to you and 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 ultimately I think that's where trust in God comes it's like yo mm-hmm. God is gonna bring whoever he wants to bring into my life mm-hmm. and that's it's not happenstance when he does bring somebody into my life even if I don't necessarily um at first feel like this person could be somebody that I could connect with Mm-hmm. On a regular, but but I think the reason why this is important to talk about is because, like yo, we need friendships. Mm. You know, like we need people that we can let our hair down and be ourselves with. Yeah, and vice versa. Um, I, I think Tim Keller in one of his books, Meaning of Marriage, he talks about love, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm pretty sure it was Tim Keller, but he said, "Love is being known." And and being fully known and being, I think, accepted or at least being mm-hmm. fully known is is a big component of yeah of loving one another. Yeah. Um obviously that's marriage, but like in friendship, I think that that's really what makes a friend, right? Like it's like, uh-huh. yo, I really know you. Yeah. And you don't need to perform and mm-hmm. I still love you and I'm still rocking with you. You can let your hair down. Yeah. And you could also be yourself. You know, you yeah. can turn up like like that's that's what makes friends, friends. And I think as a church planter, I've noticed I've needed that more, hmm. not less to the yeah. degree. I'm, o- I'm almost sometimes willing 
to find friends that could carry me through the work mm. than just like rush to do something great at this point. Mm. Mm.